Welcome back to the Scoop and Score podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Herber, and I am pumped for some playoff football this upcoming weekend. Uh, to share in my excitement, I've got uh, Zach Brokaw here. How's it going, Twink? Good. Happy to be here. Yeah, happy to have you. Uh, we've also got McKenna Zanders. Uh, McKenna, I was uh, lucky enough to see you on New Year's Eve. I uh, got to share a couple beers with you. Um, how are you? I'm good. Not, not too bad. Happy the week's almost over. How about you? Uh, pretty good. Uh, you you sh- uh, talk to me, and you're like, yeah, have me on the show. Have me on the show. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'll snap you this week. I'll uh, get you on the episode and stuff like that. And then um, when I snapped you, you were like, I was drunk. I don't. I didn't know what I was saying. Uh, yeah. How do you feel it about it now? It doesn't sound good at the time. It doesn't sound good anymore. Oh, it sounds great. I'm just saying, after a few beers, you're you're a lot more inclined to want to do stuff. That's true. That's We've true. all been there. Yeah. I've never committed to do a podcast though. <laughs> That's just how to control an immature. <laughs> Uh, let's get to know uh, McKenna a little bit more. Uh, McKenna, you are a football fan, and specifically, you are a Nebraska fan. Um, I'm sorry about that. Um, how's that going? Um, well, you know, not great. Could be going a lot better, but, you know, we're, we're faithful, and we know that there's better times coming ahead, so we're sticking with it. All right. Now, uh, Twink is an Iowa fan. Do you hate him because... Uh, yeah. The next question. Feelings mutual. <laughs> I appreciate uh, that. Anything else you want um, listeners to know about you, McKenna? Um, I don't think so. Not too much of an exciting person. Well, uh, a lot of guys uh, listen to this. Are you single? <laughs> I am single, yes. All right, so what's your... I uh, blew my cover with the Huskers, though, so we'll just move on. <laughs> Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so we've got a great episode ahead, including college football bowl season and championship review, uh, wild card pickums, and more. Uh, remember, if you enjoy the show, subscribe, follow, share, all that fun shit. Uh, let's get started. Uh, first off, we'll start with college football. Basically, why we have McKenna on because she is such a uh, football fan, specifically college. Um, but I mean, Twink, you uh, watch a lot of bowl games. Did I? Yeah. Did uh, a handful of them. Were you upset that Iowa didn't play? Yeah. It was sad, but what yeah. do you what do you do? What did you do the day that they were supposed to be playing? Uh was that the Wednesday before New Year's? I think so. No no no. It was like or, the or Monday. Before Christmas. Monday or Tuesday before New Year's. Was, okay. Hunted. You hunted, okay. Yeah. Nice. And uh McKenna, were you uh upset that Nebraska declined to go to a bowl game? different ways. As a Nebraska fan, of course, I am um, disappointed as the word we'll use that they declined the bowl game. Um, I like to see as much Husker football as I can, even if it means we're getting our ass kicked. Okay. Uh, um, I also am a little frustrated because at the beginning of the year, we said we would play anybody, anytime, anywhere, but we kind of forgot to mention um, we wouldn't play if it was a bowl game in December. That's the only the only time we wouldn't play. That's on suspicious. the other what? Nothing. <laughs> on the other side of things, um, these kids are 18 years old. A lot of them are super, super young. They haven't seen their families since March. Um, we ended our season with a win. 
and I think that means a lot going into next season and I don't know how beneficial it would have been for us to possibly get another loss to a three-win team like we are so I see it both ways but like I said as a Husker fan I'm always wanting to watch more so yeah Mm -hmm. I wish we would have played that's a good point very good uh, but let's go to uh, some of the uh, previous bowl games that were played. Uh, we got the Cheez-It Bowl. Oklahoma State beats Miami 37-34. Uh, chipe in if you do have anything to say about these games. Uh, Twink's just sitting on his phone. I'm listening to everything you're saying. Oklahoma State and Miami. All right. Chime in if you have anything to say. I can oh. double task. Okay. Uh, the Alamo Bowl, Texas smokes Colorado 55-23. Afterwards, though, uh, Herman fired as head coach. And did they finalize uh, Alabama OC going there? They did. Yes. You think that's a good hire, McKenna? I have no strong feelings either way. Herman averaged eight wins a season in his four years there. I mean, just <laughs> they wanted more. <laughs> that's hard. As a Nebraska fan, I can relate to that feeling, and um, if it's anything like what we're doing, I would say they should not have done that. Well, let's just say uh, Herman did a better job than Scott Frost has been doing. I don't want to hear that. that. Uh, The Cotton Bowl, Oklahoma beats up on Florida Florida, 55-20. Big 12 is kind of dominating the bowl games right now. That's good. Uh, Georgia kills Cincinnati. Cincinnati's undefeated season, yeah, uh, twenty-four to twenty-one. Surprise, kind of, kind of, uh, really, but kind of. Yeah, showed that Cincinnati shouldn't have been in that. Yeah, playoff discussion. Well, I mean, they—I I guess it was a three-point game to a very good Georgia team. So hard to say they weren't a good football team. Yeah. Uh, Texas A&M beats uh, North Carolina in the Orange Bowl, 41-27. to And then Iowa State wins over Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl, 34-17. to Now mix that game. Um, you're, I mean, you went to Iowa State, correct? I did, yes. All right, so you're a big uh, Purdy person. Yeah. How pumped were you to uh, hear that he's coming back for his senior season? I think that's huge. Um, I think it helps with the culture that Matt Campbell's building at Iowa State, and I think that it's a really strong thing moving forward to have him back for next year. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And then having Brees Hall come back and all uh, – is Charlie Kohler coming back? He, he's still a sophomore, isn't he? Or a junior? No, no idea. Sound right. No, I can't remember. Um, but, yeah. And then also uh, happening college football semifinals. This one's big twink. Yes, it is. Uh, first one, Alabama beats Notre Dame 31-14. to uh, Another Notre Dame loss in the semifinals match. I mean, should they just be banned from uh, yeah. going to the playoffs? Don't know why they're allowed in there. Yeah, get Oklahoma in there. Get uh, Tex- I'd rather have Texas A&M get their ass beat than Alabama because at least it's not expected. Yes, yes. I agree. But uh, Bama's offense uh, looked unstoppable. Devontae Smith had three touchdowns. And he just uh, won the Heisman. Uh, first wide receiver to do it since, like, 1991. It's crazy. It's a long time. Wow. Holy cow. Yeah. I mean, good for him. Um, I think they had three Alabama people in the top five, so. Him, the quarterback, right? Yeah, and, yep, and the running back. Running back. Yep. So, yeah, um, Alabama will be in the championship game. And then the other semifinal match that did happen, I, Ohio State blows out Clemson 49-28, to uh, something I did not expect. But, I mean, 
Twink, last time you were on, uh, I guess two times ago you were on, I was talking about how Dabo Sweeney was kind of playing with fire, telling Ohio State that they were ranked 11th. They pretty much... Ohio State told me to go F himself. Yeah, basically. Uh, Fields locked down. Um, he looked like the number one pick in this game, yeah. way better than uh, Trevor Lawrence did. Uh, Ohio State played um, and showed that they deserved that final playoff spot, or third playoff spot, yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, Clemson loses another one. I mean, with this Clemson loss, is this helping or hurting guys thinking about going to the NFL? Because Trevor Lawrence is going. He uh, came out and said that he will uh, be going to the 21 draft. But what about other guys that uh, have NFL potential? Twink, do you think like a loss like that makes them want to come back and win one? Or do you think they're like, Trevor Lawrence is out of here, let's go with him? I'd leave. You'd leave? Yeah. I mean, a lot of good quarterbacks come through Clemson. Maybe the next one's better than Trevor Lawrence. I'd leave, go make some money. I don't know. I feel like these players feel like they will have some unfinished business, but I don't think that they necessarily believe that they can get it done without Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. So, I'm with Twink. Yes, you have unfinished business, but is it business worth going back to if you're losing your star player? Probably not for me. Probably not. You gotta get paid. Don't risk getting hurt. Nope. You gotta get the bread. Gotta get that, gotta get that De Niro. Good job, Twink. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, McKenna, do you have any other uh, college football games that you want to talk about? Uh, not really. All right, then let's get uh, into uh, what this show's really about. It's basically about football, but we do specifically NFL. Now, um, I believe you are a Chiefs fan, correct? I'm impartial, but we can roll with the Chiefs. When did you become a Chiefs fan last year? Oh, <laughs> good one, Twink. <laughs> Beat all day. But uh, I, I only ask that because I think um, I know one of your family members that is a Chiefs fan, right? Your brother. Uh, kind of. Okay. If he had to pick one, we're more of a college football family. But if we had to roll with an NFL team, it would probably be the Chiefs. Mm, makes sense. Um. Oh, also, I did actually want to talk to you. Uh, we can do this on air because now I'm just thinking about it. Uh, do you remember when you went to a Nebraska game and um, on Twitter a picture of Joe Crossdeck was going around? And, Which time? Uh, the the one, it was Nebraska and Iowa. Was it at Nebraska? Uh, I don't remember. I think I have the picture. But anyway, the picture was... Um, uh, uh, he was drinking a beer and he looked kind of dumb. And it's like what what I imagine when I think of a Huskers fan or something like oh, that. That was hilarious. He was so pissed. Yeah, like, he threw a fit about and, it. And that picture was going around. Uh, I mean, what do you think the stereotype is for uh, Nebraska fans? Um, I think the stereotype about us is that obviously we're stuck in the past and we can't let go of that. It was obviously a time that we were really really good um i think a stereotype also is probably that we're very naive um to think maybe we will ever get there again okay um some say hopeful others say naive i'm the hopeful one (laughs) but i don't know i just think that 
we think the grass is greener on the other side. That's why we keep firing coaches and then hiring new ones and having less success. I don't think that's the case for this one. Again, maybe being hopeful, maybe being naive, but Scott, if Scott Frost can't do it, then nobody can. So, so, so you are a big Scott Frost girl. I am a huge Scott Frost girl. Okay. For multiple reasons. Give us those reasons. This is your platform to talk keep about it, it. Keep it PG, McKenna. What? Twink? Keep, keep it PG. I'll try. Well, well, then we'll just open with that one and get it out of the way. One, he is fantastically good looking. All right. Not be a fan of that, right? Yes, but um, uh, is it because he's redheaded or do you not have that pattern? I don't have that pattern. You see, it's kind of, it's the outlier for me, but oh, okay. it works. It's the hat tilt for me. He wears it just a little off-centered, and it's, it's really the hat tilt for me. Jeez. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I also think that Scott Frost knows what it takes to win important games at Nebraska. Um, obviously, he won some pretty big games while he was there and was a leader, so I truly believe he knows what it takes, and he's passionate about Nebraska. It takes a very... Um, big person to leave a program like UCF when you're undefeated to come to a shithole Nebraska team and want to dedicate the rest of your um, coaching career there if you're given the chance to and I think we would be dumb not to give him that chance to. We're past the point of hiring and firing coaches like I said if Scott Frost can't do it then we're not going to get anybody who can Okay. Yeah, that is one thing that uh, you did mention New Year's uh, night uh, after having a couple of drinks. You still said uh, Scott Frost, former player, uh, if he wouldn't fight for Nebraska, no one will, and uh, that's why you believe in him. I do. You uh, you would be stupid not to. All right. McKenna, did you in know my you, opinion. Did you know you are doing yep. an interview on New Year's Eve? I didn't, but I'm glad it was kind of a pre-interview. That makes me feel a little bit better today. <laughs> This mind just captures everything that's said. Yeah, so. I guess it does. God, I gotta watch what I say. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Twink, do you have any uh, questions for McKenna before we uh, let her go? Keep it um, PG, Twink. Were you, were you then, gonna then say something? Mind, about no, no questions. <laughs> no questions. No questions. Oh, also, uh, Joe Crosstech, bit very big into uh, Nebraska volleyball. Uh, do you have the same passion as him? But I definitely used to, at one point, I made my fair share of trips to the Nebraska volleyball camp. Um, worked with some of the players, so. Wow, yeah. what an athlete. I, I know, I'm pretty big time. I regret turning their offer down, but hey, what are you going to do about it now? Did you actually get an offer? <laughs> Fuck no! Oh. <laughs> I, told, I gave him the look, but he still wanted to ask. Yeah, but <laughs> how would you know? Yes, me and McKenna are good friends. Oh, okay. All right, well, McKenna, thank you for coming on. Uh, we'll definitely have to have you uh, back on, um, maybe against uh, or with Joe, and uh, you guys can just uh, uh, jerk off to uh, the Cornhuskers. <laughs> that sounds very, very fun. Thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you, uh, and have a good night. You too. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye, McKenna. Bye. 
All right, and we are done with uh, the uh, interview with McKenna. Uh, sweet girl, Twink. Yeah, she's nice. Very nice. Uh, and now we are on to our wild card pickums, and uh, we have another special guest. We've got Brody Anderson. Uh, what's up, Brody? What's up, guys? How we doing? Good, good. Uh, wanted to have you on the show. Um, as uh, most people that uh, know you, you are a big uh, sports gambler. Uh, I presume you're good at it if uh, you keep doing it, correct? Uh, yeah, uh, not, not too bad. We're in a, actually in a pretty good NFL year. College football, not so much, but NFL held down the fort this year. Hell yeah. Uh, and, I mean, NFL-wise, um, what is your team? Los Angeles Rams. Really? Uh, did you follow them after, or once they were like in St. Louis and then went to Los Angeles? Uh, yeah. Uh, little seven-year-old Brody fell in love with Kurt Warner, and I just unfortunately stuck with them. Okay. Uh, then. What was that? I said I endured some bad years in St. Louis. You you did you did uh, I didn't know you were a Rams fan I actually have a couple questions then um, does Jared Goff suck maybe um, <laughs> I I've been a uh, a pretty heavy defender of Jared Goff and down the stretch this year I really really started to lose my faith in him. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, we can't do anything. He's been paid, so we're pretty locked into the money on him. And I, I don't know because, like I said, I think I think maybe he does, but maybe he doesn't. Yeah. I think that when under perfect conditions, I think he's elite. And the second that anything breaks down, and the play doesn't go exactly as designed, then. Cannot improvise at all. Yeah, I asked that question because I honestly don't know too. I know uh, a lot of his uh, success is when he's protected, and uh, he's got a bunch of old guys protecting him um, of late. But yeah, I mean, I mean that's a pretty spot on um, um, analysis of him. When when things don't go the way it is, he he struggles for that day, and you can tell it pretty early when uh, their offense isn't going to be good. Yes. Uh, also, uh, Brody, you, you're into uh, college football. We just had uh, Nebraska's uh, McKenna Zanders on. What's your team? Uh, obviously the Iowa Hawkeyes. Great oh. college football team in the history of college football. Wow. All right. Um, <laughs> I mean, I asked, I asked this uh, to Twink earlier. Uh, what did you do um, when they were supposed to be playing their bowl game? What did you do with your day that you couldn't, or since you couldn't watch them? Um, if I remember correctly, because these stupid bowl games get played on like weekdays and shit like that, mm-hmm. I think uh, I think I was gonna have to work anyways. I don't think I was gonna be able to watch it no matter what. Oh, so I was just hoping that one of you two would just get totally hammered and then maybe maybe cry a little bit. I don't, don't know. Don't get don't get drunk on weekdays. Oh, you don't. I mean, I, that was, I would have done that if like you know the. Uh, a, a, a higher quality bowl game against a higher quality opponent, but uh, I mean, missing the Music City against Missouri 
I mean, I was disappointed because we're losing some guys I would have liked to watch play again, but other than that, I mm. mean, it is what it is. Yeah, that's fair, that's fair. Uh, well, we are happy to have you on the show, Brody, and uh, we'll get to the wild card pickums. Uh, I expect a lot of uh, knowledge coming out of you. Uh, first game up. First game off on uh, the Saturday slate, we got the number two Bills versus the number seven Colts. Uh, high-powered Bills offense versus the overall rounded Colts. Uh, Brody, who do you think is going to win this game? Uh, we saw last year Josh Allen collapse uh, in the postseason. Uh, can he kind of uh, get back on track and make this a true contender, true contending uh, Bills team? A hundred percent. I have. I mean, the Bills are an absolute wagon right now. And I I don't know what the Colts are. I mean, it's like sometimes they're a power running team. Sometimes Phil Rivers shows up to play. I don't know. Sometimes they're like a top-tier defense. Sometimes they're not. The Bills, I mean, really, I think it was – I think I don't remember exactly what the number would be right now. But if you take out the, the hail – the Hale Murray, I guess, if you will, the Cardinals game. Yeah. Uh, with Murray and Hopkins. I think they'd be on, it's, I think it'd be like a, you know, nine or ten game winning streak right now. Yeah. Well. So, I'm, the Bills, I mean, they've just been killing people. They killed the, I think that was a Monday night game when they went here. And I know the Patriots are, are what they are this year, but they're still Patriots at home. True. And, they just Miami on Sunday. That's a good defense. Play for and the doors off of them. Even their backups blew the doors off of them. So, I mean, I very confidently would would say Bills will win the game, and I I pretty confidently put down put them on minus six and a half too. Oh, okay. Hey, we're getting a little bit of uh, betting uh, insight too. Twink, you might want to use this stuff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I suck. <laughs> Take notes, boy. You might learn something. I will from you. You're the master. Uh, Twink, what is your take on the game? I just agree with everything he just said. He you, explained it all well. You got no counterpoints? Uh, no, because I agree with him. Okay. Come on, fight. I'll fight you later. I think I'm going to have to go <laughs> Bills as well. What he said was uh, pretty uh, convincing. Yeah. Uh, I will say that I don't know how uh, – I mean, it. W- I can see uh, six and a half definitely hitting for the Bills, but I could – it might come of late. I think Colts are going to stay in, um, at least at the beginning part, just because of their run game. Jonathan Taylor's finally hit his stride and stuff. And hopefully that Colts defense doesn't just collapse and it's just a fucking blowout. Because, I mean, if that Colts defense uh, allows what Miami and uh, the Patriots did, then this is just going to be a boring-ass postseason game. Uh, next up, we got the uh, number six Rams at the number three Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks won week 16 against this Rams in a low-scoring match. Uh, Brody, can the, can Wilson unlock the offense again, or will the Rams pull off an upset with possibly uh, John Walford? Um, with John Walford, no. Um, I mean, I think that they were, Arizona's defense is kind of like, been, I don't know, hit and miss all year long. And, you know, Los Angeles didn't score an offensive touchdown in the game. They had uh, a pick six and field goals. So, 
and a safety, I think, actually. Yeah, they had a safety. With, oh, with yeah, that's right. It. So, really, I mean, the offense, I mean, Wolford obviously was suitable, but, I mean, they really sputtered out in the red zone, which Seattle is pretty good in the red zone. Um, they just have to get there. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm... I'm, I'm biased here, so I mean, I, I, I still want to believe that the Rams can do it just because that defense is so good. But um, as far as back to like Seattle and the offense going there, um, I don't know. I mean, I think early on it was, you know, it was all about like wet, rough cook, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then um, they just, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I really, I didn't pay close enough attention to know what happened up there. It's like they kind of got back to trying to run the ball too much, and you know maybe if the, when Russell turns it on, he's pretty unstoppable. But I think if anybody has the defense to to do it with their skill position players, I mean with their secondary, then it would be the Rams. I mean, I, I heard a I heard a stat the other day, um, not to just keep rambling here, but uh, that this year um, had like the most. Uh, like highest combined passer ratings for, for something for quarterbacks, uh, highest combined QBRs, whatever that it was. And Jalen Ramsey's matchups, he averaged allowing only 20 receiving yards a game. Damn. And I know he he put the clamps on Metcalf in Week 16. They just uh, the offense wasn't there for I think that game was like 20 to nine. So I think it'll be another low scoring affair. I mean, I would. I would be on the under just because the Rams' offense can be shit right now. Mm-hmm. It's just whether the defense is able to, to hold it down. I mm-hmm. unfortunately, I think I probably have to take Seattle on this one. Okay, taking Seattle. Uh, I, I pretty much agree uh, all you're saying. Um, they did let uh, Russell Wilson cook at the beginning of the season, but I think that defense was so bad that uh, Wilson was having like a lot put on him. Um, so he was like commit. At one point, he had like a four-week stretch where he was uh, had the most turnovers in the league, which is very Russell Wilson. I'm mean, not un, like unlike Russell Wilson. Um, and then I think they tried to like get back to the running game, maybe take the defense off the field. But then that defense got better, and uh, Russell Wilson kind of went back to just kind of being normal and stuff. So I don't know. This one's a hard one too. If uh, Jared Goff does play, which I'm not sure if he is. I mean, do you know Brody? I I think it's honestly a toss up at this point. They said he throws the ball in practices, but um, I mean I don't I don't know what that means. You know, is he is he throwing the ball you know ten yards back and forth with a with a coach, or is he is he taking snaps and running plays right now? I honestly don't know. Um, I would mean I mean he just had thumb surgery. Like they, they did surgery. He just had thumb surgery. I would, I would lean towards him probably being active and giving it a go, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, it sputters out and we see Wolford again. Okay, kind of like uh, last week with Kyler Murray, like saying he's going to play, sits out for most of the game, and then if it's like really crunch time, then they bring in the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I think, and who knows? Maybe maybe they could give uh, give Wolford the start and. Um, kind of see how it goes kind of like with Arizona, I mean Arizona um, I know Murray started and then kind of got hurt again but I don't know give Wolford the start and 
if it's going all right, let the kid roll. And if it kind of starts to get off the rails, you know, what does it hurt to, you know, you're paying Jared Goff $30 million a year. You better play. True. Uh, and then Twink, you said Seattle as well. Yeah. Yeah. Covered it. Covered I think it. Really good be made about the Seattle defense, though, too. I kind of forgot about that when they um, – I don't know. I don't remember what they gave up for him, but when they traded for Carlos Dunlap with the Bengals, mm-hmm. uh, they really—I mean—he kind of changed them because they had. You're right. Early on, Seattle had to score 40 points a game because they were giving up 39. You know, they so I think once Dunlap got there, that changed completely, and they were able to um, kind of get the pass rush that they haven't had, and that was kind of, you know when Seattle was really cooking a few years ago. That was kind of the staple is that. They had Bruce Irvin and Michael Bennett coming off the corners, and they didn't have to blitz it. So I think uh, getting Dunlap on the team was a huge boost for them. So that was, I thought that was a good point about defense. Uh, Twink, Brody is definitely going to take your spot. He is uh, he is smart as shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're here for uh, comedic relief. Yeah, we, I'm just here to have fun. We need uh, Brody's knowledge. That's no shit. I, like I said, I, I have a lot of useless knowledge in my head. And there's a lot of it in there about the NFL. <laughs> I, I enjoy you just, it. You just keep it rolling. I'll just listen here and enjoy my ice cold bush light. Hey, we'll have you uh, start this next one first, all right? And then um, yeah. we'll, we'll get your opinion. Uh, we got the number five bucks at the number four Washington football team. <laughs> <laughs> and this is going to be our tiebreaker. So uh, when you give your, uh, your team, say how much they're going to win by, plus whatever. Or, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Bucks uh, get their offense going uh, at the end of the season, uh, hitting the playoffs in stride, Twink. But, uh, I mean, can Washington generate enough uh, offense against all those playmakers on Tampa Bay's defense? No, I really don't think. I, I, you think Tampa? Oh, yeah. I just don't think they have the playmakers on offense to go against that defense. Then Washington's defense isn't terrible, but... I just feel like Tampa Bay's got too many weapons. They do. Tom Brady's too veteran to lose to them, I think. True. I mean, I mean, think about if Washington football team knocked out Tom Brady. That would be crazy, though. It'd be kind of cool to see. No. Maybe you should just vote for it. No. You're going to take Tampa Bay? Yeah. How, by how much? Um, 17. 17 points. All right. Uh, Brody. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, glad you, I'm glad you said that. I told you I wanted to disagree with you, and I'm here to. Now I'm ready to do that. Oh right. shit! Here we go. I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm on Tampa to win the game. Okay. Um, Tom Brady's not losing the playoff game to the to the Washington football team football club. Uh, but I think that I think Washington's defense is good enough to keep it close. Okay. I think that Washington's offense can't score. I saw a thing on ESPN that. They're talking about rotating quarterbacks because Alex Smith might not be 100% to go. And I assume that means with rotating with that Taylor Heineke. Yikes. Which is absurd that that man would be in a playoff game. <laughs> so I don't like But uh, I don't know. I think, I think the Washington defense is good enough to keep it close. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, you're right. Tampa has too many weapons, and they really seem to be clicking now. Um, 
but I don't know. I I would hesitate to to say that they win by seventeen. I think I don't know. I'm not hundred percent sure yet, but I'm I'm toying around with Washington at plus eight, which is what they're at right now. Okay. Hammer in the under on this game too. Um Yeah, most likely just because I think if I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this game is like, you know, twenty to fourteen or something like that. Yeah. I'm going to have to get on Sportsbook right after this conversation. <laughs> going to make me some money. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to have to go Tampa Bay as well. Um, as much as I'd like to think uh, Riverboat Ron could uh, get a dub against uh, Tampa Bay and that traitor Tom Brady, uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I am going to go Tampa Bay winning by – I was going to say 10 before Brody said 8, and now – Go like 21, 22. No, I'm not gonna uh, escape you from your 17. I'm I'm gonna go uh, by 13. Oh yeah, 13 points. But playoff talk here, but I, Washington made me think of it. I was listening to Pat McAfee today, and they had on a like an NFL Network insider who was talking about Washington's quarterback situation. Now Alex Smith is under contract for next year, but I think that they could easily get 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 away from that. Um, they're talking about that apparently Schefter's going around reporting that Cam Newton's still going to get like two years, $50 million on the open market. And that like putting him back with Washington and Rivera is like the most likely landing spot. I mean, do you, do you guys think that that makes them any better? Uh, Alex Smith for another year? I mean, huh? makes him better than Haskins. Yeah, definitely better than Haskins. Um, I mean, that does make sense a lot because uh, once Ron Rivera went to Washington football team, he brought Kyle Allen with him, and he, that dude's garbage as well. But uh, I do see Cam Newton getting better. He was a pretty good rusher this year, stayed healthy and stuff. And then plus getting, like, uh, uh, Terry McLaurin, an actually number one wide receiver instead of uh, the Pats uh, receiving core. Plus Logan Thomas, their tight end, is uh, really good. And then Antonio Gibson and McKissick can uh, catch the ball out of the backfield. So I do think it makes them better I just don't know if uh, I don't I don't like the move I well I might like the move and then they actually draft a quarterback sometime uh, in the first or second round this year too and it makes them at least relevant especially in the NFC East where they, they might yeah. might as well run it back all you have to do is be 7-9 to be relevant apparently in the East <laughs> terrible run it back <laughs> run it back uh, but yeah, uh, and then we'll get to uh, Sunday slate of games. Uh, number five Ravens at the number four Titans. Uh, two really ground and pound uh, teams going at it. Uh, Twink, we'll go to you on this one. Uh, Ravens might be looking for revenge uh, after last postseason. Uh, you see them getting it? Uh, I'm really torn. I... Tell us what's going on in your head. A lot. You don't want to know. Very <laughs> No, uh, I think I think I got the Ravens in this one. All right. Just think they're really turning it on. They're really playing as good as they can. Um, God, I don't know. I just can't think of a good explanation for that for that pick. 
They're hot. They're yeah, I, but I'm uh, just trying to. Tennessee's defense is not as good as it yeah. was last year. They're not as fast. Uh, they don't. They don't have the playmakers. What? Tennessee's defense stinks. Yeah. 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 It's got both. I don't. Yeah. I don't like Tennessee. Even if they win, I don't think they'll win another game. All right. That's fair. Uh, Brody. Um. Yeah, I got Baltimore on this one too. Um. I think, like I said, I, I interrupted the, the exclaim how terrible Tennessee's defense is. It is. And it's bad. And, and I, I mean, the bet of the week, honestly, might be the over at 54 and a half here because Tennessee's offense is a powerhouse. But, um, I mean, I could see this game being, you know, just like the Houston game on Sunday, you know, for Tennessee, like 41 38. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. But I think Baltimore will be able to do whatever they want to do. I mean, wish it kind of been. I saw. I mean, I know it's the Bengals, but on Sunday they ran for like 400 yards or something like that. Insane, so crazy. They're they are they're clicking right now, and I think it was that since they've gotten they've gotten back to just like it's almost like for a while there they were like trying to prove to people that Lamar Jackson could be a passer, mm-hmm. and he was. You know, which I think he he can, but I mean, he was Lamar Lamar Jackson throwing the ball thirty times a game isn't a recipe to win, and that like I think since in this little winning streak that they've had here, he's been throwing the ball like only like seventeen or eighteen times a game because they're just running it down people's throats, and it's like Baltimore kind of got back to like, oh yeah, like we can do this. So who cares what other people think about him as a passer? Because when we're going on what we like to do, it works. Yeah. So we're good at this. I got yeah, I got Baltimore. Um, I mean, I don't know, like three and a half. I hate that number. I hate that number because mm-hmm. I that extra half a point. Like I said, it could come down to a field goal. You know, and if that game's tied, I mean, Tennessee had a to doink in a kick on Sunday to win, and the Ravens have Justin Tucker. So I don't, you know, I mean. I'll have to think about it on the spread, but Baltimore will win the game. Okay. I do agree with you that uh, Baltimore will win. Um, I totally agree. They got back to uh, what made them good last year. I think against Cincinnati, they sent a franchise record for uh, most rushing yards in a game. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is actually coming out as the lead back, plus they got Gus Edwards, and Mark Ingram's actually healthy going into the postseason, unlike last year. Um yeah, Titans defense, uh, they had really fast uh, linebackers last year, which made it uh, better for them to actually like keep up with the run, uh, move sideline to sideline, and uh, I think that did help. But uh, their additions of like Clowney and uh, Desmond King's not the fastest cornerback we've ever seen, that's for sure. Uh, two good pieces to try and keep a defense going, but yeah, Tennessee – Tennessee's defense is uh, not very good. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going Baltimore on that one. Um, anything else to add, Twink? Nope. Rody. Uh, not much on that right now. All right. The over, 54 and a half. That's the over. All right. I'm actually going to do that. What he what he said made sense. It is going to be kind of like uh, the Texans game last, year, or last week. Uh, but, Twink... 
Number seven Bears at the number two Saints. Uh, Saints coming in with uh, Breeze. Uh, Kamara is uncertain to play. Uh, Cam Mitch and Montgomery continue a pretty good stretch of offense that they've been able to do the past six weeks. Uh, Twink, give me your take. Not being biased. You're picking. But a little biased. Chicago. I truly think, I'm not just saying Chicago because I'm a fan. I truly think they can beat the Saints. No. Especially with Carmelo. Go ahead, sorry. No, no, no. You. Got him drawn. Camara. Yeah. I say Carmelo. I've been watching Sopranos too much. Um, <laughs> no, Camara sitting out, that's a big piece. Uh, I just don't think Drew Brees is a noodle arm. Be able to beat the defense. Yep. Then just the way the offense is playing right now, I don't know what happened, but I love it. They're putting up points. They're mm-hmm. playing pretty good. Not just need Mitch to not make many mistakes. Plus, you can always rely on the Saints uh, playoff. Uh, yeah, we played them really good at the beginning of the year too. So, just gives me a little more confidence. There you go, uh, Brody. What do you think? Um, I got the Saints, and uh, I got them easy. <laughs> um, I think that with Chicago, I think they kind of got exposed for really what they are against Green Bay, and that is they had that weird play to start the game with Patterson going out of bounds and touching the ball to get the ball to the 40-yard line. And they went up 7-0, and that was their only touchdown. They, you know, they went up, you know, they went 60 yards on their only touchdown drive, and then they couldn't capitalize on a touchdown after that. And I think I know this isn't my take. I'm just repeating it. But I think that everyone kind of knows about the Bears is that Mitch is pretty good at running the scripted sets, you know, the first 15, 20 plays of the game. Because, that's, they, I mean, they practice those plays in order and that, you know, going down. And he, that's when the Bears are successful. It's when, I mean, Maggie's such a shitty play caller for the rest of the game when it's not scripted out that – I mean, like I said, they, they didn't score, t- you know, it's going to take touchdowns to beat the Saints. And the Bears, I mean, they kind of did that down the stretch once Mitch got back in. They I've certainly played a lot better than I ever thought. I'm a, I've been a Trubisky hater since the second he got drafted. So he, I will say that he's even, as bad as it's been sometimes, he's exceeded my low, low expectations for him. Um, but I think that the Saints, I don't know. I don't think it matters. I think with without Kamara, because then when Taysom Hill was playing quarterback, like they didn't really use Kamara. I mean, True. they didn't. I, Breeze is the one who knows how to use Alvin Kamara. So, like, if you know, even if Breeze can't go, or you know, they do more Taysom Hill sets, then I think they'll be able to kind of counter the. Potential. Is it? I, I guess you guys know for sure. I don't know for sure. Is he out, or is he? They don't know yet. Well, I heard that if uh, the game uh, that the Saints played was on Sunday, which it is now scheduled, that he would have a chance to play as long as he had enough uh, negative tests. So okay. it's looking more but, like he'll play. He, plays or not, I think the Saints have enough to counter that. Um, I Yeah, I like the Saints. Plus getting Michael Thomas back. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I do agree with you. Um, I mean, Alvin Kamara is a beast. Uh, there's no doubt about that. But uh, even last week when they were 
were without uh, Kamara. Uh, and I think they were without Latavius Murray. Ty Montgomery went for 100 yards rushing and stuff like that. That's right. Any running. I forgot about that. They didn't have any running back because Mara was positive and the rest had to sit out for the fucking stupid contact tracing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I do think uh, Saints are going to win this game. I do think it could be close. Uh, usually, Nor- I, I don't really see New Orleans blow out people. Uh, I think uh, Bears will have a couple shots to win this game, but uh, I don't see MVP Mitch actually uh, converting just, on those chances. Just needs to quit throwing those little five-yard passes and go down the field yeah. to Mooney all day. Well, who knows? Uh, maybe uh, Jimmy Graham will show out against his former team. I mean, anything can happen. He played for the Packers too, didn't he? Yeah. He didn't show out against them. He did not. <laughs> Saints might mean more to him, though. Saints definitely probably mean more to him than the Packers. But, yeah, I'm going to go uh, Saints on this one. And then our final game, Sunday Night Football, uh, number three Steelers versus the uh, number six Browns. Uh, Browns beat Steelers, obviously, uh, week 17 to get in, uh, but without key uh, Pittsburgh guys. Browns are going to be without uh, Kevin Stefanski. Um, Steelers kind of limp to the postseason. Uh, bro, did you see them getting back on track and uh, beating Cleveland? I, I do. Just because of what you said about the Stefanski thing. I think if, if the Browns had Stefanski, I think that they could I mean, I know they just beat Pittsburgh, but like you said, like, you know, nobody played. Like, Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, none of those guys played. So, but I don't know. I, I love the Browns. I mean, I just like what they are. But um, without Stefanski, um, I mean, I heard a couple little nuggets about this game on, on a podcast today. It's like, so... I don't want to get too off off, off track from the, the game analysis here, but um, apparently, I don't know if you guys remember this. Um, well, you know what? I'm sorry. I'll backtrack. <laughs> Talk about this after. Let's do the analysis. Um, yeah, I Pittsburgh. Um, if the if the Browns had Stefanski calling the plays, I don't know if they could win the game, but I'd be hammering them at plus six. Um, but with Pittsburgh having everybody fully a full go. And the Browns without their head coach, which is like, you know, there's not much difference between this year's Browns and last year's Browns other than the coaching staff. So, I mean, that's kind of what makes him go. He's a phenomenal play caller. I mean, look at what the Vikings lost without him this year. True. So, um, yeah, I got Pittsburgh. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. Pittsburgh kind of limped in. But I think that just Pittsburgh's playoff experience versus Browns, None, obviously. Um, <laughs> but, but I, yeah, I got Pittsburgh. Wait, well, what, what, what was the thing that you were going to add about what you heard? Okay, so um, the guy who's being, who is the interim head coach for the uh, Browns this weekend, he's a special teams coordinator. Do you guys remember Chris Cluey? He was the punter for the Vikings for a while. I do not. <laughs> okay. He was a punter for Minnesota for a while. And then um, after he left the league, he came out as gay. And this guy, who's going to be the head coach for the Browns on Sunday, was the Vikings special teams coordinator at the time. 
and when he came out, he like bashed, bashed Louie like hard, like said some like really, really homophobic stuff about him, and then everyone. I mean, he just kind of got under the rug because of the um, special teams coordinator. But it's like now this guy is like the one who's getting thrust into being the head coach of a playoff game for the Browns. And now it turns out this guy's like actually a piece of shit. <laughs> Jeez. Never heard that I mean, before. Like, Wait, who bashed I mean, him? The special teams corner, the guy that's going to be the interim coach this weekend. Oh, shit. Bashed the gay guy. Oh. Did you not hear a word he said? <laughs> no, I, I got confused. <laughs> I was like, who bashed him? It was a, it was a lot. Go with there. I followed like, Brody. I followed. Huh. <laughs> Crazy. I'm, I'm retelling a story I just heard today, so I don't know it that well. But yeah, apparently, apparently this guy's a real scumbag. <laughs> and I have a feeling that uh, people are going to find that story out here in the next two days mm-hmm. and uh, really start ragging on poor Browns. Ah, I was going to pick the Browns too, but now I don't want that uh, scumbag to win it. By the way, yeah, I love your I term of the scumbag coming from Pat McAfee. He's a yeah. scumbag. <laughs> but, ah, damn. I'm probably going to have to go Pittsburgh now. Uh, plus, uh, Brody, your points about uh, Kevin Stepanski were good too. But now I'm kind of just rooting for the Steelers. Oh, but I like yeah. Baker Mayfield I'm and Nick Chubb. Uh, I'm going Browns. You can call me scumbag all you want. <laughs> I'm going Browns, yeah. The, the Browns aren't scumbags. No, just that one guy. Well, let's just and take him out for the game. I love Baker. I mean, I think Baker has it. So I, I heard a, another fun little nugget about the Browns. Uh, so when uh, Baker got drafted and then one and then Darnold was what like three four or was he that year or yeah, two uh, oh, yeah right, right something like the that number for this story anyway Colin Coward like you know how he does his dumb analogies was uh, came, like went on his drafted like recap show the next week and was like uh, you know Baker Mayfield he's a good he'll be a uh, you know could be a solid player you know, Baker's like a Mazda. And then, but they said, but, you know, but he said, the luxury sports car, the one that's going to really flash and shine, the Maserati, that's Sam Darnold. <laughs> and the play call that they, that the Browns clinched the game with on Sunday, the little Baker Mayfield sweep to the right, mm-hmm. quarterback run, uh, that play call is, the play is just called Maserati. Really? <laughs> yeah, I read that. I thought that was hilarious. Like, Baker is such a grudge guy. I love him. Yeah. But, unfortunately, not this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do like uh, Baker, uh, and you did mention those two quarterbacks. <laughs> they must have been sleeping on Josh Allen, though. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. I'm going to go Cleveland. Uh, I just think that um, Pittsburgh kind of forgot how to play football there for a while. Uh, I'm not counting week 17. I'm counting the uh, four, five, six, basically. They almost lost the fucking uh, Danucci's Cowboys uh, there in the middle there. Uh, 
I don't think Pittsburgh's got its uh, usual kind of confidence and stuff. And with them surrendering, well, not surrendering, uh, kind of giving up the Browns' win in Week 17. One, there's karma there. I'm not a big believer in karma, but hey, it could happen. And two, I think that might break a mindset in the Browns' uh, locker room that like they've lost to Pittsburgh so long, they. I mean, they've probably had better teams than them a couple times and uh, haven't been able to finish the job. And now I think Wild Card Weekend, they're going to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, just the mindset going in that game, they got to be pumped up and ready to play and mm-hmm. beat them. They just beat them. Granted, they didn't have all their starters and stuff in, but they just got that mindset now. Yeah. I think a good point because – like you said, the, the Browns had everything on the line, and uh, to get it done, they had to beat the Steelers, you know, the big bad Steelers of the division, and they did it. And so I think that's a good point. I think that's a fair point. However, keep in mind, in week 16, the Cleveland Browns had everything on the line. <laughs> I think they a chance to clinch the postseason that week. I think they could have made week 17 mean nothing. And they lost to the New York Jets. They like to make it interesting. Yeah, they're they're showmen, Brody. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I kind of forgot about the Jets. <laughs> oh, well. I'm, I'm, I, I still have Cleveland. Let's stick with uh, the dog pound. You're a dog pounder, right, Twink? I like the Browns. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> I remember. I didn't like that sentence. <laughs> uh but, yeah, uh, Brody, do you have anything else you want to get into, uh, something uh, wise and knowledgeable? Because, I mean, we're def- I mean, it's not even a question. We're going to have you back on the show. Uh, you made me smarter during this conversation, and uh, I appreciate it. Uh, you have anything else you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, let's hit the national championship game. What's going on? What do you guys thought there? Oh. I haven't even thought about it, really. I'm definitely going to go with. Uh, I'm going with Ohio State on this one. As long as everyone plays. I think they uh, got that chip on the edge from uh, Dabo. Thanks a lot. Uh, I don't know. Justin Fields played like he was the number one pick against Trevor Lawrence. Uh, and he's always had that like uh, conception that he doesn't play in the big games as well. And uh, I think he's about to break it and be the number two pick in uh, this year's NFL draft. Yeah, I, I agree with that about Fields kind of getting that burden off of him. And, I mean, what an all-time dumb thing to say by Dallas Swinney to <laughs> come out. And, like, he knew what he was and I think everybody knew that. And they knew that Ohio State... They're here, but they're just good. They are good. Well, I know you hate being there, but guess what? Uh, I don't... In some particular order, you're going to have Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, and a fourth team in next year's playoff, too. Yes. So Maybe they'll stop being there when Nick Saban dies. See, he's, yeah, I don't know. There's so much I guess maybe I, I haven't seen, I haven't paid close enough attention here. Do you guys know, um, is Sarkeesian the offensive coordinator for the national championship game, or is he just all Texas now? Oh, that's a. I, I didn't even think about that. Uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier in this episode uh, that he took the job, but I don't know if he's going to be there. That could be a big hit, I though. Because I think. Uh, uh, I think he's there. 
I mean, I'm definitely. Um, he is. He is uh, calling the national championship game. So, so he will. Alabama by uh, fifty. Yeah, but so he's still he's still fan for the game. Oh, dude, that dude, instead of taking the Texas job, because fuck that, he should have went and uh, been the Miami Dolphins OC. That would have been that's bad. At. Right now. <laughs> what? I think that's a worse job than he already had. Well, he needs to get, dude, something to get Tua going. That... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I, I was just saying he uh, needed to get something to uh, get Tua going. I, I, I like the Dolphins a lot. Um, I like where uh, where Brian Flores is building them to. So I think OC like that should have taken them. Plus, I mean, their OC right now is 70 years old. So He just resigned like two days ago. Oh, shit. But he, yeah, they're looking for... But see, that's, so that's the thing, is that now they have... Uh, this is going to be Flores' third year, and he'll be his third offensive coordinator. So that's not a good trend to have on you. But and I think I don't know. I mean, depends on your viewpoint of college versus the NFL. And I know everybody's different. But I mean, I think there's probably a case to be made that being the Alabama offensive coordinator is a better job than being the Dolphins' offensive coordinator. There is a case for the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I mean I, that probably I mean it's a lateral move at best so I mean I, I, I knew he was going to get back to be the head coach rank but I think that like Saban's like the last 12 I don't know if it's, it's exactly like the last 12 but like the last 12 or 13 coordinators have all become head coaches not it's, surprising it's at all and they I think they've mostly worked out I guess uh who one I'm thinking like when you first said that one, the first one I thought of was Lane Kiffin, and I think he just got re-signed by Ole Miss, right? Yeah, let's just give him a new deal. I mean, Kirby Smart, obviously, he's doing pretty well at Georgia, mm-hmm. and I should—I I guess I should say—they've become head coaches. They haven't all all, all worked out. Yeah, I mean, because you have uh, Jeremy Pruitt at Tennessee. Tennessee, man. They stink. A rough gig, though. Yeah, Tennessee's a tough job because you're kind of second tier in the SEC is a place to to lose. Yeah. But, I don't know. No. I think, uh... Yeah. (laughs) Roll tie. All right, well, uh, thank you for uh, getting into the championship game. Uh, we kind of went into it earlier, but that was actually a really good conversation. Uh, I mean, Brody, do you have anything uh, to say to the listeners? Um, hope you guys like me because you're going to get a lot more of me. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, we will definitely have you back on the show. Uh, thank you, Brody. Uh, Twink, do you have anything to add? Nope. Say it. Oh. That's skinny. That's a scoop. That's the way it is. All right. Thank you. Uh, This is uh, Brody, Twink, and Jacob signing off. Thank you guys for listening.